We are not our name, we are not our race, we are not our sexuality, they're just experiences. We are consciousness, infinite awareness, having experience. What's up, students of the universe? Welcome to another podcast interview with a good friend of mine, um, my brother, Aaron Kleinemann. He's a transformational tantric coach and speaker, and he's running a tantra school with his partner, Chantal Raven, which is called Elijah Tantra School. Um, brother, thank you so much for being on my show. and. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talk about a topic which has a lot of controversy. Like, w there's a lot of controversy going on with Tantra, and I'm pretty sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to just maybe to start with your journey. Mm. Because it's a little bit different, and I believe that a lot of people think when it comes to Tantra teachers that... that they see only those people with long hair, white trousers, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing against those people, but I think when I first met you and we met and you were telling me that you're a Tantra coach, like, and you were dressing like this, I was like, wow, it's cool to see someone who's teaching, who's talking about Tantra, who's looking normal, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It was definitely for me something which which was different. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, would, I think I would love to go into your journey because it's very special. Uh, thank you. It's, it's nice to be here and, and thank you for uh, having me on your show. And um, Yeah, my journey, gosh, it's been an interesting one. Um, I think more than anything, what I've always had inside is a desire to understand human behavior. Um, a lot of my childhood was chaos, confusion, watching parents go bankrupt, father living out of his car, mm. watching different levels of abuse and all different things happening. We all have our own stories and it made me very adaptable, but it also made me really want to know like what is this human journey all about? But I then spent you know, many years working out at sea. I basically was a merchant mariner, operating big ships around the world. You know, I, I, I say now I, I go from navigating ships to navigating souls. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this, this journey eventually led me into doing a master's in spiritual psychology in my early 20s. Oh, wow. And really, like, deeply immersing into the place of what is this life all about? Like asking the bigger questions of, of who am I and, and why am I here? And, but also having an experiential journey of that, of like really looking at and dissecting and going into the childhood wounds and all the, the programming that comes with us. And so that led me into this journey of coaching and really understanding and supporting others and speaking from stage. I worked for a long time for a self-development publishing company and oh, thousands cool. of authors around the world sharing their short, short stories like thank God I was raped and thank God my son died and thank God I was mm. abused and all these mm. like horrific things finding gratitude and that was a piece that always was the thread through it all but what I saw more consistently in the world and self-development was that most of the issues mm. are in our lower chakras they're the the sex money power like the biggest mm. issues in the mm. world mm sex, money, power, all the, you know, pornography, rape, molestation, all the stuff is around sex, money, power. 
So in diving into that more in my own journey, like for a long time I had my coaching world mm -hmm. and then I had my sex life and it was very separate. I, I didn't, I just didn't know anything different. Yeah. And I had a tantrika, this beautiful woman come in my life and I saw my world go, whoa, okay, there's a lot of synergy here. And I just saw that the way in which I was showing up in the bedroom could start to transmute and shift into how I was showing up into life as well. And I say that from a space of when we can understand our sexuality and, and the shame and the fear and guilt of our mm -hmm. sexuality, then I noticed in my own deep descent of discovering these areas, because I, I, in my self-development background, I understood consciousness, I understood mm -hmm. all this, but mm -hmm. there was a separation between my heart and my, and my base. And I, and I remember the first time through this woman, I felt my kundalini come online and it was like whole body, just like, cause I had all this awareness and I had all this like drive, my animalistic, crazy sex life. But you couldn't connect it, right? I couldn't connect mm. it. And then finally, I never forget that day. It was like, it came on, my body was like, oh, this is what it feels like to fully move and to be vibrant. And you know, and, and I say all that because I, understood everything about mm. sexuality. I understood everything, but there was still a disconnect. So my journey into Tantra, what you're asking is that I, it's the only practice, it's the only principle that includes sexuality. And, and what often happens with that is people then take it, well, it's all about sexuality. Mm. And, and that's <laughs> not the case. It's a portion of it but for people that are just stepping into it, they're like, the moment you hear Tantra, you think yeah. of, you know, you two, Bono, and orgies. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. That, oh, oh, yeah, I know that. But, you know, the, the, there's a beautiful ancient tradition about it and a lot of, you know, teachings and practices, and I won't go into all of that, but what, what's there for someone is to dive into an ancient lineage that's there to support someone to waking the fuck up waking up and mm. remembering the gift of this life because we're having this conversation right now because mommy and daddy at one point came together yeah. and made life that's like life we're, we're a living breathing sex yeah. but yet you know society growing up yeah, is crazy. terrified of, se of sexuality it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how it how like when i just remember like how i've been raised up especially mm. when it came to sexuality i think my parents and I, I've been I've been raised up by my mom and my dad was there like, you know, once in a while. Um, but I've been raised up very sexually open. So it was okay to be naked, you know, it was okay to see my mom naked, to see my sisters naked. Which is what I think is also very rare. Mm -hmm. What I heard from other people, from other people I was talking to. But then there was still this kind of like when I stepped out of the door, when I was you know, in the outside world somehow, there was this kind of like shame around it, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Being naked or, you know what I mean? When you saw naked people or nudists, you know what they, <laughs> what they call it. Like, it's like this kind of like, oh, okay. They just love to be naked. It, there was always this kind of like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with these people. or I don't want to kind of like get in touch with those kind of people, uh -huh. which like coming from the point, what I know now is like, it's insane like for me it's just so hilarious <laughs> to say that this is this is how we are created right like that's us like female and male and 
we have a problem with actually just be ourselves like mm. you know what i mean and i think for me that was definitely and when we talked you know the first time i remember that and when we had the first man circle i yeah. remember that when i had had my first man circle with you i remember that that there was this symbiosis of my sexual energy and whatever i knew about consciousness mm. and i remember that because it changed my life somehow by activating this this root energy mm. i've never felt that before and i remember that and i told you afterwards i remember that i felt so energized i was like you know what like no one can fuck with me you know <laughs> what i mean like it there was like there was like a drive behind it you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it was mm -hmm. i think it was a very beautiful experience for me to see that we kind of like all carry that within mm. and especially men you know mm -hmm. what i mean like so i think like you already said that there are a lot of controversies around tantra right like mm. you know like you said orgies and sex and all those kind of things so there's so many myths out there and i was talking to some people over instagram and what they were telling me was like yeah the only thing i know is sex uh -huh. like so uh -huh. because i asked him like do you have any questions because he was looking forward to that kind of podcast yeah, yeah. and i was like yeah like do you have any questions or whatever and then he said yeah i don't know like it's just about sex right and i told you i told him like okay let's dif let's dive deeper into that so what is tantra about yeah it to me you can get uh, a thousand different definitions and understandings mm. what it means in my own being it's a a ancient lineage that's bringing forth a deeper remembrance a deeper love within the body where all parts of us are welcome where all parts of us are perfectly divine. Mm -hmm. Like when, when one of the, the aspects of, of Tantra is like deity worship. And when you can, you can do deity worship every day with your beloved, when you're there and you see the God, the goddess in their eyes, that to me is Tantra. When you can walk down the street and you can look at the homeless man and just like see the love in his heart, see the love in, in, mm -hmm. in your own heart, and recognize that every single aspect of existence is divine. Mm. That means the pleasure, that means the pain, that means the happiness, that means the sadness, that means all of it. All aspects of our life is divine. And to, to take any of that away would be, you know, fooling ourselves. So, so Tantra is a practice, it's a it's a, you could say a school of thought, it's a, it's a way of being, it's a tradition where all aspects of the human experience are completely welcome. You know, I, I remember when I was first studying in, in self-development, I would see these guys speaking and teaching from stage, like saying one thing about, oh, mastering life and doing purpose mm. and doing this, but then the way in which they led their life outside of it was completely contradictory. And I was always like this disconnect. It's like going to a hospital and watches n watching nurses smoke outside. You know, this like complete <laughs> yeah, separation. Yeah. I know, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And so as I really stepped into this tradition of Tantra, I found a place where all of me could rest in my own being. And that means that when I'm pissed off and I'm angry, I'm not directing that, that at another, mm. but I'm, I'm knowing that that's just as much beautiful as is the, the happiness. Mm. And I think there's a big part of our culture, regardless of what country we grew up in, no matter mm. where we came from, 
that has this this part of us that's like oh i need to always seek happiness and go away from the pain i need to to seek the yeah. joy and and forget about like the the anger underneath and it's this sort of delusion and what i love opening a container in a space whether it's a men's circle or it's a retreat and letting people know that all aspects of them can be there like the wild animalistic ones mm -hmm. that are just like Wah! like i run these evenings called owning the darkness and i give people a chance to go into their predator to go into their like dominator and these energies and they're like you can see just like what you were saying it's like that energy is like Oh my God, I've it's never moving in. Uh, I've never yeah, moved in this way before because we're accessing the fullness of our body, the fullness of who we're capable of being. And, w w you know, I was doing a, um, a ritual just a few hours ago for uh, this tantric cu couples webinar with a bunch of couples that are all tantra teachers, actually all in this rice field right now. Wow. It's amazing. Like, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. But we were doing like a sex magic ritual with our clothes on, mm. like, but just doing chakra breathing and moving energy through our body in this way and in that we can we're manifesting and creating and, and aligning it's like this energy when it's harnessed when it's captivated when it's brought forth so much can can literally life a new ba mm. baby you know boy girl is created from this same level of energy and that turns me on like nothing else <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely get your point like I think just hearing you talking about it, I can definitely feel your passion for it and mm. what drives you. And and I think, like you already said, we have this this delusion of. I think we are living in a world of extremes, mm. like right now. You know, like it's always this happiness, joy. Like it's always that that peak of of pleasure mm -hmm. somehow, what everyone craves for or whatever, but then doesn't want to face the other part, right? And like Alan Watts once said, like there can't be the peak of a mountain without the valley. You mm -hmm. know, there can't be the highest point without the lowest point. It's duality, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very, it's very interesting even for me to hear that talking, talking from your side about embracing everything within you mm -hmm. because this is our human experience, right? And, and it's sometimes like, f even for me, I can sometimes feel that words or I can only talk from my own perspective that words are so limiting, you know, mm -hmm. because let's say there's anger. Okay, we label it as something negative. Mm -hmm. There's joy, it's something positive. Mm -hmm. And immediately when, when anger comes up, it's not actually that we allow the experience, the feeling, the sensation to arise. It's more that something comes up and we immediately label it with something to actually suppress it, to put it down, mm -hmm. instead of like letting it come up and seeing it as what it is, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And and I think that's a very beautiful point you just brought up because I think what people struggle a lot these days, you know, and even in this on the spiritual path or whatever, is like this 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 desire to I don't know, you can call it bliss or this kind of like ah oh, like, you know, I'm happy all the time. Uh -huh, and, uh -huh. and hearing you talking about that and, and embracing that and telling people like look there's no negative there's no positive mm. it's just an experience mm -hmm. what we have you know what i mean and embracing that yeah and the the piece that i, I had a teacher early on in my in my mm. life when i was really diving into self-development and his name is dr d martini phenomenal t 
feature presenter, been doing this for like 40, 50 years. Wow. It's incredible. But one of the big pieces that he speaks about that really took home, because I grew up in an academic family. Mm. It was like, if you got good grades, you could do whatever you wanted. I, I dove deep into understanding the human experience and understanding to the place of we're a bioelectric magnetic being. And, and that means that we have cells in our body that are constantly mm. being born and constantly dying all the time. And inside of that death and birth, there's kindness and cruelty. There's pain, there's pleasure, there's happiness, there's sadness. But there's this part of our spirituality that thinks, oh, I just want to transcend it all. <laughs> I just want to go live up in the cosmos. The cosmos yeah. are good. Yeah. But like th what I love with Tantra is that it's drawing like that energy of the cosmos, which is amazing to bring it in, yeah. into the body. And it's bringing like this energy of the base and it's rising it up. I like to say it's these two centers. It's like the center mm -hmm. of this like cosmic unification with the divine and this like bottom of the earth like primal dragon mm. place of us and we're merging these places into our heart and our heart is most deeply connected to our soul and so when our heart has full expansion to breathe itself into the world then we're no longer leading our life from our mind trying to control our reality the mind is actually doing everything it needs to to support the heart to make decisions so I'll drop back to like a, a, a navigation term. I, I was a navigator on ships for a long time. And when you're on a bridge of a ship, you'll have a, a navigator and usually a co-navigator. And the co-navigators are simulating all of the information, the wind, the waves, the weather, the mm. tide, the currents, the, you know, the lighthouses, the, the, the course, all these different things. And then basically feeding that to the navigator who's then saying, okay, you know, write 20. That, you know, uh, that's a, a very yeah. foundational place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For most people, the mind is the navigator, the heart is the co-navigator. So I like to make that shift where the heart becomes a navigator and the mind becomes a co-navigator because the mind's trying to assimilate information. Mm. It wants to support the human experience. There's often these talks of like, get rid of the mind and blah, blah, blah. Mm, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's there. It's there to support us. So. We're reprogramming the way in which it's going to support. And by drawing that energy up from the base and drawing consciousness down into the heart, then, then the heart is like this, this huge part of us that just falls in love with life. But not in a mushy, gushy, airy, mm. fairy, fucker way. In a way that's grounded and clear and like, ah, I'm so grateful to like be in this human existence and to be alive because my soul knows what I'm here to give. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that what you just said like blew my mind to be mm. honest because I think especially for people, you know, like who like experience consciousness and go deeper into the teachings of consciousness. Whoever you want to talk about, like yeah. you know all those teachers. Mm -hmm. I think at one point what even like what I faced back in the days is that you kind of drift off. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like it's hard to actually ground yourself. It's mm -hmm. hard to what you said to embrace that primal energy, this earthy energy, to actually emerge it with what you have here, this cosmic energy, to actually experience life and even to create something in this world. Because I just know from my own, per from my own experience that I was there, like, oh, I was everywhere, but I couldn't do shit, you know? <laughs> like, it was, like, I had so many ideas, you know? Everything what I did, oh, that's how I create my life. This is like this and this and this. But I could, n like, 
there was no chance to actually put it in the work, you know, yeah. like to to create my reality. Yeah. I was I had so many ideas about my reality, but it was so hard for me to create it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because I felt that I'm lacking something. Mm. I'm I, I felt that there I'm lacking an energy which kind of like grabs those ideas and then put it on the street you know mm -hmm. what I mean like to actually do the shit I want to do mm -hmm. and like you said I love I love that example that the heart becomes the navigator and your mind becomes the the co-navigator co yeah. you know because I, I believe and still from my own experience um, I believe that you know sometimes we get so trapped by the mind mm -hmm. and think that we have to make decisions with the mind always, you know what I yeah. mean? But like you said, the heart is, is the place where our soul sits, right? So, yeah, and, and it's like this, this human game, this human journey, there's so many people who think that they're mastering the game by, you know, getting the new house and, and, mm. and the new car and all that. And it's not to say, because that's just as divine as anything else. But it's noticing what, what Tantra does more than anything, it brings awareness to the patterns that you're drawing yourself towards. So if, if you're listening to this and you notice this pattern of, I often feel really good after I buy a new car mm -hmm. or after I, you know, whatever it is. You're feeling good mainly because of the chemicals being released in your body. But notice with awareness what part of you needs to be validated for your worth. And, and so, so what I see happen sometimes with some Tantra traditions, uh, you know, uh, kind of an illusory way, it's like framing things in a way that's giving people validation of their worth because it's ego gratification. Mm. And it loses actually the essence of melting into the mystery of existence. But there's a difference, differentiation between melting into the mystery and being in this like, cosmic airy yeah. realm yeah, yeah, yeah. and melting in a grounded way it's like for me the life i feel like i'm living right now in bali there's a lot of what if what if what if there's so many things yeah. we don't know what the future is going to entail but what i feel like i'm showing up and doing every day is how can i be of service and how can i be grounded in yeah. this body making love every day eating good food loving and having lots of joy having arguments, having disagreements, having yeah. anger, having all of that. But can I love every step along the way? And if I notice a place where my mind comes in saying, oh, trying to put me into a box of, oh, now you're mm. in this place and, yeah. and, and, and this is wrong with your relationship and you need to fix this. It's like all of that is story. You know, the, the, I've, I've done a couple of blogs about like the noisy neighbor. We have a fucking really noisy neighbor yeah. in our brain that's like, do 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 Telling us all kind of stories. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Mm -hmm. And I definitely agree with you. And, and sometimes we get so trapped by the stories, right? Mm. And then we lose ourselves in them. Yeah. And yeah. it's definitely a very good point. Um, like you already said, like you were working um, as a speaker and you were working in the field of self-development. Mm -hmm. How would you say that... You already talked a little bit about it, but how would you say that Tantra helped you to actually transform yourself or how did tantra benefited your self-development hmm. yeah the first thing that comes to mind is there's nowhere to hide 
Mm. Like there's nowhere to hide in Tantra. What I experience in most consciousness-based traditions mm. is it's easy to hide in philosophy and understanding in like c conceptualizing the, the mysteries of the universe, but often it's just from the heart up. What, what Tantra has been for me is that I, the only way I feel like I can powerfully hold a, a, a group online or a workshop or a circle is I have to be a living, breathing transmission of the work. Whereas if I'm showing up and I'm just like, oh yeah, and we're going to talk about the philosophy of this and what this means here, it's experiential, it's embodied. And, you know, the, the, the teachers and the schools and the things out there that are only talking about like more, it, it's really, more, it can be more white Tantra, but white Tantra is actually a bit more around deity worship and like opening up the third eye okay. and opening up the crown, which is beautiful. But what, what you really need is a combination of both. And uh, you could say more of my self-development was more understanding the mind and, and more white Tantra practices. And then I went deep, uh, you know, there's a still a school I do some, some work with, into the world of like more red Tantra and getting into like the animalistic mm. desires mm. and claiming and owning and like all these animal parts of us that are like, Rah! and that's yeah. beautiful and that's part of it. But it's also easy to get lost in there. Mm. So to, to answer what you're saying, my self-development has had to incorporate a combination of both of those. So the, the Alaya Tantra school, what we really say is we're, we're teaching and sharing like Rose Tantra, merging of the white and the red, because we need both of it. Like if, if there's too much consciousness without animal, then the animal feels like it's in a fucking box all the time. Mm, mm. If the animal gets out, let out loose, then like consciousness is like trying to, oh my God, you know, and you see this, yeah. what happens on Friday nights? Well, not in quarantine, but like Friday nights in most city, yeah. the animal gets out loose and people wake up the following morning and they're like, oh my God, the mind turns yeah. back on. What did you do, animal? Oh, who did you fuck? What happened? Yeah. You know, and this is the reality a lot of people live in. And then they go back in. And then as soon as the animal gets to come out and play again, it's like, I'm going to, you know, destroy and rape and sodomize and do everything else. And it, that can be good to a point if you're doing it with awareness, if you're doing it without narcotics, if you're doing it and letting the energy move mm -hmm. and, and transmute and come alive within the body. And, and this is the thing, you know, I come across people who have done different, you know, tried Tantra and they're like, uh, like they shame and blame it because it, they actually can't handle everything that it brings up. Like to me, being in a transparent, open, loving relationship with my beloved, there's no deeper unification with God than I can do with her. Because I, I've done the polyamory thing. I've had a lot of lovers. And it's beautiful. And that was part of my animal and my, mm. you know, mm. hedonism. Having a chance to play and do all that. But what I find more often than, than not with anything is that I, if I, I, can't, I can't hide anywhere with her. She sees me every day. And yeah. I see her yeah. every day. And it's grueling at times. But very small percentage because the joy and the love that comes through the transformation when you're really willing to receive the reflection and, and the appreciation and, and the challenges that your beloved shares to you, it's the greatest transformational path I could share with anyone. Like, I, you know, I think people often think they're enlightened and then they go into relationship. It's like, whoa, <laughs> hey, maybe not so much, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. 
Like, yeah. you know, I think what you just said about relationship, I think it's for all the listeners, like, I think it's a very, it's a very beautiful way to see it. You mm. know what I mean? Because like you said, I think some people, they're just up here and some, some people are just down there. Mm -hmm. And to kind of like connect those kind of things, you know, and to actually learn that it's neither good or bad or good or bad, whatever, how you want to call it. You know what I mean? It's just like to to kind of like flowing with that, you mm -hmm. know, to learn how to use it mm -hmm. and to what I what I want to ask you is, are there any practical tips like you maybe have when it comes to self-development? And what I'm what I mean by that is I think that nowadays there are a lot of people out there who have so many ideas, mm -hmm. you know, like and I can only talk about myself. I, I have so many ideas um, and so many visions what I would love to do in this world. But then there's sometimes this lack of like putting it on the road, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like to kind of like putting it into actions. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have like any practical tips which, which help you or? Yeah, I would say if, if you're, you know, and I'll probably, I'm gonna speak pretty bluntly. If people are doing, sitting in ceremony every weekend mm. and they're constantly like getting high all the time and they're constantly drinking mm. and then they're wanting to change the world during the week or, mm. you know, like, like get <laughs> fucking real is, yeah, the, yeah. is the best tip I can give anyone because our, you know, I, and I say that because I watched that pattern within me for a long time. Like, I'm a poet and a dreamer and a creator, and mm. my, my poetry is what's inspired mm. me for so long. But what I, what I saw for a long time is that I had great visions and ideas and pontifications of the universe, but I, I was kind of putting them into action, but not as much mm. as I feel like I am now. So a grounded sense of learning how to have greater mastery over your your body and, and your being and, and actually learning how to master this human experience and very simple tips is just, you know, and I say this to myself because I tend to be very creative, is like having to-do lists and getting shit done. Mm. Like we, we, ha we have to learn how to actually be in the world. We are of this world and that's beautiful and we love to be of this world in different, you know, planetary yeah, dimensions yeah, yeah, yeah. and what an amazing place to be. But but to be in the world as well is is really important, and that means like how are you showing up as a father or a brother or you know really looking at your relationships in your life as tools for transformational growth, looking at you know the relationships that you have all around you because you know uh, th there's this funny thing that happens in, in self development where people like around projections yeah. and, and you know and, and people say well you know you're projecting on me and i'm observing you this way i'd say with most <laughs> projections there's usually a 50 percent validity <laughs> to it you know where if someone knows you well they're probably communicating something to you in your unconscious in your shadow that they want you to fucking see and if you continue to deflect that for the rest of your life yeah. it's not going to you're just you know and just say oh well that was their issue, you know, and then what happens is you draw another relationship, a friendship, a beloved into your life and you recreate the same pattern mm -hmm. over and over again. So if you're listening and you find yourself recreating the same pattern and you're hitting yourself against the same brick mm. wall, like eventually your head really fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs>
So like is a good way to say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like get getting real. Like getting real with what really inspires you, and and getting real with what actually like lights you up from inside. If you're in a job, if you're doing something, and you're like, uh, you know, and, and this this I think where we're at as a humanity right now is amazing. Like I'm so glad people have had to pause and go home and actually look at their beloved and be like, is this really what I want a relationship with? Because what, what had happened, we're in this like, this cog in this, this wheel loop, right? moving yeah. forward, yeah. and we never actually pause to reflect and take awareness. So uh, another very strong specific tool is before reacting to what somebody's saying in defense to try to prove mm -hmm. your point, and I say this to myself because I have a strong fucking ego that does not like to be proved like that I've done something wrong or have my, you know, worth and, and value trigger met, met in any yeah, way. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. sweetheart, you know. But what I practice doing, you know, and she's is so great for this, is pausing. Hmm. Is like in that moment when you're going to be like, well, whew, is that maybe mm, maybe she's showing me something that i need to understand yeah oh, okay. wow yeah fuck this hurts <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i know yeah. exactly what you're talking about and and i'm living in a long distance relationship with my girlfriend now for five months and the only thing we have is communication right mm. so that's our bond right mm -hmm. now and it's very interesting to see that when we sometimes have conflict, that it's most of the time we just react to way too fast. Mm -hmm. And what actually helps us a lot is what you just said to even sometimes get off the phone, be like, you know what? Okay, babe, let's just let's just have 10 minutes for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like to breathe in, to breathe through, sit in a meditation, to just have some time for yourself to get clear thoughts, to not get trapped by this hurt little child within you mm -hmm. or the ego or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and and then to actually meet at a point where you want to come together, right? Because mm -hmm. like you just want to come together. There's you don't want to separate or it's it's about love, right? Yeah. It's about yeah. coming together and, and and it's a very important point I think. Yeah, and, and the the piece I wanna even clarify with that deeper is that when we are like facing a reaction and when we are like in that like you know that that response that wants to yeah. attack or wants to pull away we're in that like fight or flight response if i can refer back to that uh, initial description of the human experience we're a bioelectric magnetic being mm. and so in this bioelectric magnetic being you, you look at different you can say we have some stars we have these like these like blocked cords of energy and what it actually is on a, on a biological level, it's a, it's a half spin of quantum energy that's seeking to equilibrate itself. Wow. So, so imagine like imagine a, a positive charge or a negative charge in the body that's trying to bring itself to equanimity so that way it can dissolve. Mm. But how does that look inside our human condition? The way that looks is we draw in the people, places, and experiences that are trying to bring that energy up to be cleared. So I, I think it's super important for people to have deeper awareness, but this is where awareness and the animal meet, is that when you find that rage and you find that part that's like pissed off for no reason and you don't know why, 
you don't need to know a reason for like I remember the greatest gift one of the greatest gifts I ever gave myself it was mm -hmm. a program I was doing many years ago was was crying for no reason I was out in the middle of a field in New Zealand in this like Jesus pose like just feeling like Jesus pouring down upon me and uh, every time I had a motive in my life before that I had my mind had kicked in and said oh you're upset and you're, uh, you know, you're crying because of this or this mm. situation. And it was the first time I watched my mind come in and I said, mm, no, I don't want you here right now. And I just let myself cry. I let myself be angry. I let all these emotions come through me without any story attached to it. It was so liberating. And, and this is a part of our human condition. Is sometimes we love to always like, be in our understanding mm. in our story and yeah. and we're in this dispute and what ends up happening and I see this you know with, with with Raven and I and we're both very intellectual and very understanding but sometimes we're in this like back and forth you know jigger jagger and we're like trying to like I see what you're doing no but you're doing this yeah. and subtle little yeah. energies here <laughs> and this is happening there and, and it's just like yeah, you know, I know and, and so what we'll do then, and this is a practice people can do, is take a pillow, yeah, go, and just like, like, like let to that, let it out, let that energy out because that's that samskara, that's that energy, that's that half spin of energy that's been holding in your body for a long time, trying to express itself, trying to release itself, which is why that same, you know, anger that you feel with your beloved now, you maybe felt with a beloved from a year mm. ago, five years ago, ten years ago, you know, and, and yeah, I, th yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. patterning. And so we have to re-shift re the patterning to create a place where our emotional expression is welcome and it's healthy. So I in relationships, it's really good to... You know, like, you see we have these mattresses yeah, out here. Yeah. Like, these are comfortable to sit on. Also, really comfortable to, to yeah, like, let I your know, emotions let go. out. Yeah. 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 Because then when we do come back together, it's beautiful. And, and you know, I know the, the long distance thing. Like, right now, you know, she's here with me in Bali. But her two kids in Australia, she just can't get on a plane right now because everything mm. in Australia yeah. is shut down. And, you know, but before that, we were kind of doing month on, month off between Bali and Australia. And... Yeah, there's times when we're having conversations and things will come up and, you know, there's disagreements and it's part of, like, relating. It's part of yeah. the human conditioning. And it's just knowing that, okay, like, my shit's come up. I, maybe I need five or ten minutes. Like, even today earlier, we were walking back and I just felt all this charge come up. I wanted, like, I could feel this part of me that wanted to blame her yeah, and shame yeah, yeah. her. And you're controlling and you're doing this and what's wrong with you here? And I, we came back, and I find now, like, if I'm in that place, I just stay in silence. Because if I open my mouth, yeah. usually good things don't come out. <laughs> but that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So I just took myself to the bedroom. I closed the door, and I let myself have a little scream. I had myself, a, you know, and it wasn't a lot. And I came back out here, and I could still feel it was a little charged, not a lot. And, but it was, it was dissipated. It had moved mm. through me. And we just sat and I, I shared like vulnerably what I need because there was something that I needed in the, the situation as well. And this is another piece that happens in spiritual worlds is like I'm sovereign. I need nothing from anyone. 
Mm. I have no needs. And it's like bullshit. You're in a relationship. Things are happening. You need shit from people. It's okay to have needs. Mm. You know, and I noticed that in my own path where like sometimes th this place of not actually, you know, owning the place of, of that I, I have needs. So I was so used to always taking care of everyone else's needs. And, and I'm still good to that to a certain mm -hmm. degree. Yeah. But when it comes to actually owning my own needs, that's challenging. And, and, mm. and, I, and I can see, like, even when I was communicating to her, I was like, trying to find yeah. the right words. Like, I'm a work in progress like everyone else. I just have more, a little more comprehension on how to communicate it to support other people to do that, too. So That's amazing. I think that's definitely, like, what you just said and the topic we went into. I think that's so interesting because... Especially one thing you said when it came to crying, mm. and I would love to drift a little bit towards the more masculine side because I think what we can see in the world and how, how I've been raised up with that crying is a weakness. Mm. Don't be a pussy. Like you know what I mean? That typical <laughs> kind of like yeah. And when, when as a woman, when you're too emotional, you know oh yeah, you're too emotional. Too emotional. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that kind of like like I was writing today on my Instagram about it, like that it's somehow. Like we've been told so many things about our emotions that this is bad and this is wrong and you should not do that. That we actually end up like not becoming a robot, but like not expressing them. Like you said, screaming them out, stamping on the ground or you know what I mean? Because it's energy, like mm -hmm. you said, it's energy that just wants to be released. But then we just suppress it mm -hmm. because you don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like that's no, no, please. Okay. You know, like. It's, uh -huh. it's just something I think, especially in, in the world of men, mm. there's such a big kind of bad image around crying, right? Mm. Yeah, because often for men, we're taught at a young age, you know, you know big boys don't cry. You're mm. not allowed to cry. You know, uh, yeah. stop, stop, stop being so, you know, crazy and chaotic. I, I, it's a story I, I share a few times, but there was... Several years ago, I was I was teaching a workshop in in Australia, uh, when I was still allowed to go to Australia. Another whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that story. I remember that story. Um, and this was way way uh, quite a while back. And the weekend was like women on one day, men on the other mm. on the next day. Like most of the men that came there were like not really wanting to be there but their wives were like come do this like tantra workshop thing so they came one of the guys like i went into this practice allowing his emotional body to be expressed and he was witnessing another and, and going back and forth and he could see even while he was doing it he didn't quite comprehend like i'm mm. doing this but what's really the meaning i get a message from him the following day on monday after the workshop he's like aaron i went home like my seven-year-old daughter went into full tantrum, like yelling, screaming. He's like, normally when she would do that, I would like go over and be like, stop, like what's wrong with you? Can mm -hmm. I fix mm -hmm. you? What's mm -hmm. wrong? He's like, all I did was let her just completely emote for like 15, 20 minutes. And she had, she was, had a lot going on. Like I gave her a pillow, things were going crazy. And at the end, like she, cause I was just deeply accepting of her. At the end, she just came up into my arms and curled into my arms. Wow. It was like it was the closest I've ever felt to my daughter. And like that to me is like just gave shivers down my spine. Mm. Like that's like, okay, this work hitting home. And I say that because we're, we're taught at this young age that 
we're not allowed to express. Mm. You know, mm. we're not allowed to do tenter ten temper tantrums yeah. and all these things. So our emotional body gets suppressed and it's suppressed. And then what are we taught? Logic, reason, understanding. Mm. Mm. And so most of our world is built around logic, reason, understanding. And it's completely suppressing our emotionality, and especially in male bodies. Like I, I, um, I run these seven-day retreats for men. And we dive deep into like the feminine essence in a man, like this feminine part. Because most men have never had a chance mm. to be held, to be like nurtured, to be loved. And what, what I see, and I remember even for myself when I first came in this tantric journey, I was like, there's some practices that were introduced to me and I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> like I'm a I'm 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 a I'm a fucking military dude, like alpha dude yeah you, you ain't doing the shit you're talking about here and I, and I was but i could feel like my mind saying these things yeah, yeah, yeah. but i could feel a part of my body and my soul like just just trust and i yeah. was like all right all right and it was because my biggest fear was that i was gonna like lose my balls and mm. lose my masculinity mm. yeah. and and so what i say especially like you know if you're a man you listen to this and you're like afraid of going into that emotionality and you're afraid of like doing things but you know deep inside that there there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that's actually going to support you even if you don't necessarily know it like have enough willingness to try because what i find you know really integrates the 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 masculinity is having a healthy not unhealthy but a healthy feminine expression mm. and that means being okay with your emotionality being okay with how to say your your needs being okay with being upset, being angry, and not like shaming and blaming yourself when you start to, to, to be upset. It's a very like grounded, real world, like day to day, we have emotions. We deny yeah. emotions, we deny the human experience. And we actually, if you connect it to the more masculine, we, we inhibit our ability to be more on purpose. So to speak very bluntly, if you want to be more on purpose, mm. get, get in touch with the emotionality. Because by getting in touch with the emotionality, you clear up more spaciousness in your body, in your psyche, to align your soul to the purpose of why you're here. Wow. That's, that's a very, very good point. And what you just said, right? It's that thinking that you're not masculine, mm. like just because you're crying. And like, I think it's a good point to actually just give it a try because it's step by step like you said you know like i remember like going to your like going to to your man circle and i remember that that one that one exercise we did back in the day um at the end of the session when like another man was holding you and i remember it was a very 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 intense experience for me because first i felt like You know, it's weird, you know, mm -hmm. like, because it's been a while. Like, I, I think I can't even remember when I was held like that from my dad or, mm -hmm. or uh, father figure in my life, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember this German guy, like, it was the big one. I, I, I forgot his name, like, <laughs> and he was, like, hugging me. And he was just holding space for me and just, like, you know, holding me. And, and I time traveled back to my first memory memory when my dad was a bus driver mm. and he was always sitting at the big bus like you know the bus um seat with the big with the big wheel you know mm -hmm. what i mean wheel. yeah and 
and I was sitting between his legs and he was putting his arms around me and I just started crying mm. and I just said thank you like to him and I also I think said thank you to myself to actually let myself experience that mm -hmm. like you said and it's very interesting to reflect on it now that it brought up that emotion that there was something within me I had to let go mm -hmm. and since then you know like my, the relationship with my father is evolving and evolving mm. and evolving it's yeah. getting better you know yeah. because I could feel that there was something which I was holding back you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's definitely it's definitely a point like I also embrace the people on my Instagram account and the people I'm talking to to actually just get in touch with your emotions and feelings you yeah. know yeah. and it's very interesting because there was one point um, where you were saying that you know that weekend with men and women that the women carried their mans with them you know like okay <laughs> just give it a try so how would you or what advice would you give someone who has a partner who has someone in their life they want to actually go into tantra but you know the partner is kind of like skeptical they're mm -hmm. kind of like you know, a little bit more like, uh, I'm not sure about that. Mm -hmm. How, what kind of advice would you give that person? Well, when I'm, if I'm talking to men, mm. when I'm first speaking about Tantra, most men, when they first find out about Tantra and they have any bit of willingness, they're like, uh, does this mean I can last longer in bed? <laughs> that, that, that's generally like so then the, it's like they're, they're entering into this ancient, beautiful tradition of, of recognizing the divine and everything. And then most of their focus goes to, okay, how do I have that ejaculation control? And, and it's not to negate that. It's beautiful. Like, yeah. you're, you know, you're entering into a beautiful world. So that can be one. Like, and, you know, I, I have an online program called The Conscious Man's Guide to the Bedroom. And I, I frame it that way. There's a lot more than uh, in that thing other I'm than the bedroom. Sure. I'm pretty sure. But I do that because generally men are just like, okay, like I want to learn how to you know, be a better lover yeah. and, and, and be, you know, find more women and, and blah, blah, blah. So the, the way to best, like, share Tantra into relationships and, and you know, I actually our, our neighbors and, and business partners, like, they've, they've been practicing together in their path into Tantra, like, coming from completely, they actually were both in oceanography and, like, came together and, like, very... Wow untraditional tantric path and they have this beautiful union now together and they they do a, actually a, a program for people about like introducing tantra into relationships because it can be challenging it can be yeah. difficult yeah for one it's like you know i i'll relate it to like veganism when when you know when people are vegan and they mm. become like a vegan nazi and yeah like i know what you mean Eat the veganism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and it's it's great for the body, but that's just like, whoa. It's whoa. way too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know so what you mean. So if, if you're listening to this and you have an interest in, in Tantra, but maybe your partner doesn't, there can be like general, like you can maybe introduce a book or, you know, mm. listen to a podcast together or, you know, watch a, you know, there's a couple of great movies on Tantra. There's a lot of different things that can kind of open the door and not in a way where you, you have to let go of the agenda the same way. And I, generally, the way this works, it's usually women trying to get their man into mm. it. That's 90% of the way it works. <laughs> so what, how I'll communicate that to women, it's like the same way you don't want your man to have an agenda when he's touching your body. 
Mm. You have to let go of the agenda for him to understand what you, how you want to, mm. to live in a tantric path. It, it has to be a two-way street. And, and when the man has that capacity and, and is, has the willingness and, and wants to go there, like, it's beautiful. And, and for me, when I could enter into this field and recognize there was so much love, there's so much healing, there's so much awareness I wanted to bring into lovemaking. And I, once I recognized I had full permission, I was like, fuck yeah, it was beautiful. Mm. And I feel like most men really are that way. And, and whether it's a man or woman, th there's, there's a longing to make lovemaking more meaningful. There's a longing mm. in all of mm. us yeah. to make our relationships deeper. And when we can meet in that way, and whether that deeper, like I, I love the, the cultural differences. I, I was watching this, this show talking about, I think it was China, maybe it was Japan, but one of these mm. Asian cultures. And they, were, they had this big, massive gathering of people. And the only thing that they were doing in this gathering of people were couples were going up on stage and saying, I love you. And the crowd was like, like no going way. wild because they don't that isn't part of the culture yeah. to say I love you and it was like this big thing like there were these celebrity <laughs> people on there that everyone looked at because they had enough wow. like willingness to say I love you in public like you know for, for certain cultures you're like really you yeah know. I know what you mean but at the same time that might be the edge they were like maybe one partner doesn't want to say I love you or yeah, doesn't or, 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 or does like Find the edge of where your relationship is and find the little ways where you can actually be the example of how you want your partner to be. You know, and, and another, I'll tie this back into what we were just talking about. For like a, uh, 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 a man-woman relationship, the man can actually look at a healthy expression of emotions by looking at the feminine in his partner. But if that feminine doesn't have a healthy expression of emotions, then, he, then, then the feminine in him doesn't really have a really proper oh, mirror wow. mm. to, to learn I from. So there's a part of like, it, it's like looking at this, this, it's like a sisterhood. Like for Raven and I, like we kind of have like four different relationships. The general relationship, which is me and my masculine, her and her feminine, and yeah. we know that well. But there's a sisterhood. There's a brotherhood, and then there's actually the contrasexual, my feminine and her masculine. And, and th th that might be a little bit too much, but mm. the, 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 the piece I want to share to that is that the reflection of what you can learn mm. from another and how can, that, how can you show up in service for your friend, for your beloved, to be the reflection that you're wanting them to learn from, that you're wanting them to see. The same way you'd wow. want to do it if you were a teacher in the classroom, the same way you'd want to do it if you were a father. But we live in a reflective universe, and when we can utilize these reflections for our transformational growth, then we're entering into the deeper realms of what's possible in this experience. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Like I, I'm speechless. Like I can definitely, I can definitely observe what's going on in my head right now to actually <laughs> grasp it somehow. But, but wow! Like I think that message is, 
like you said, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that the whole kind of like conversation we have like comes together mm. and it all kind of like fits together and actually represents, I think, Tantra and the philosophy behind it and what it's actually about it, you know what I mean? And not just the sexual part. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it represents that in a very beautiful way. Mm. And what I would love to get into it right now is maybe the sex part. Mm. Because I think people, like you said, you know, they hear Tantra and they, then they immediately think about sex. Mm -hmm. But then they don't actually know what it's about, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because like you were saying, um, non-ejaculation, um, maybe even like multiple orgasms or they're all kind of like words and topics which kind of like, you know, comes comes together with Tantra. So maybe you can kind of clarify a little bit more there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest pieces when people speak around Tantra in the bedroom, one of the first things I, I teach men in my courses is like, let go of the agenda. Mm. Like, yeah. if you could l walk away with anything from this podcast, if you could walk away with anything, people listening. So to all the men out there, no agenda. Like, like, and and even if there's an agenda and you want to give her 20 orgasms, like, that's still an agenda and it's beautiful and you want to be in service yeah. and you're being Shiva and you're being great. But when you can, because like, the moment there's any agenda, the woman feels it. She's got a, a larger sensory capacity to feel than we do. No, no matter yeah, how you want to say yeah, it, yeah, I know what you there's mean. Just, there's just a biological yeah. difference in their capacity to feel, and I, you just got to accept it. <laughs> so if you if you enter into that space and you're trying to do anything other than be completely present, mm. then then it, it's your 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 everything shifts. That's a good point. And and so, like beautiful love making is simply being present like there's sometimes when raven and i are making love where we're in complete yin and mm. i'm like soft inside of her it's not often i'm generally quite erect and, and and ready for action if you will mm. but that moment again i'm it's it's a very similar place there as though if we're in wild animalistic sex mm. in terms of the place i'm not trying to take her anywhere i'm just riding these waves mm. of what's alive and present and if you're chasing an ejaculatory release mm. like mm. it's okay don't you know shame yourself if you have an ejaculation but if you're a man like those are the seeds of life and every time you release them there is going to be an energy like your energy is going to come down like there's different ways of conserving semen of, of doing you know, uh, sublimating and, you know, all these different practices and, and, and it's there. What I would say more than anything, if you want to dive into that more, go to a man's guide to the bedroom.com. You can find out all like, and you can even read my syllabus and learn from that. Like oh. it's very comprehensive, but like learning just simply how to be with what is simply learning how to be with what is and riding the waves of change. And, if you if you're a man and you're going right at her yoni or right at her breasts, as much as sh she tells you she wants that, ninety five percent of the time she doesn't. I read your post today. <laughs> I read your post today. You were talking about that yeah. today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be nice if you could explain that. And I'll speak. I'll speak it from an ergonomic level. A man's sexual center. <coughs> so for a man to open his heart. 
his sex center has to open mm. first. For a woman to open her heart, uh, for, for a woman's sex center to open, her, s her heart has to be open first. So we're literally mm. like dynamically polar opposites. And, and so the important piece with that is that when you're meeting a woman's body is to touch every orifice of the body, to touch every little cell, to touch everything except an orifice other than yoni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, uh, before you go towards her yoni, before you go towards and her breast. Like just, just for, for, for some people, like yoni. Yeah, yoni, vagina, yeah. pussy. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yoni just is a sense. Maybe word some people never heard about that term. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no worries, no worries. The, so the, the, the place of meeting this body, and, and if you can imagine, like, you're entering to lovemaking, and before you is the most beautiful goddess that you've ever met in your life. Like you've waited uh, lifetimes for this moment, and and that, and really, in the bigger cosmological trajectory, you really have. Yeah. But if you can bring that into your awareness in that moment, and then just touch her with like the most reverence and grace, and a woman's body will feel that reverence and grace more than anything and you're not doing it you're not doing these things so that way you can control manipulator you're doing this because you're just falling in falling in love with love and love is being mm -hmm. represented by this beautiful goddess before your eyes and you know there's a there's as i said lots of different practices if you you can do edging where you're like riding the, the, the feeling of orgasm, you get to like a seven or eight on mm. a scale of 10, and then you come down. So you're riding these waves of where energy comes really big, and then you bring it down, and then you, it's coming big, and, but you're not trying to get to an orgasm, mm. you're just seeing That's not your goal, right? where yeah. the journey is taking you. So taking out the performer, taking mm. out the goal, mm. taking yeah. out all these things that ultimately the ego wants to be gratified by and when you can let go of the ego gratification then you really melt into the mystery yeah yeah i can only agree with that i think it's it's the surrender this when you experience like being completely present and not having an agenda like mm. you because i think a lot of men out there and you know back in the days i remember it was about like okay you're going to have sex with a woman okay you have to make her come mm -hmm. or how often or whatever your agenda is you know mm -hmm. but it, there's always like something or then back in the days you know it's ejaculation it's like oh yeah i just want to come you mm -hmm. know when you're very self-driven because mm -hmm. they are the giver and then they're the taker right so some people they want the woman to come another other man they're just like you know what i just want to come mm -hmm. so it's just like yeah i think since i've experienced that that there's way more to actually sex and love making it's you don't want to go back to that normal, you know, those that kind of like, and I'm not saying that it's something bad, but it's just like when you once experience something which is so beautiful and it's this, this you know, this fusion of the feminine and the masculine mm. and then the masculine and feminine also in, in both parties, right? It's just, I think, a very, it's one of the most beautiful experiences you can have. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's, to, to me, the most beautiful relationship is when you're having a three-way with God. Mm. meaning like two two partners but then there's this like invisible essence that connects you to something far deeper than yourself it connects you to the, the like uh, 
the essence of creation. And, you know, when you really dive deep into this tantric path, that's what all of this really is. It's, you know, doing these practices, cr creating these experiences to more deeply melt you uh, with, uh, the, you know, the knowingness of God inside of your body. It's bringing consciousness, mm. bringing all that awareness down into the body to know that you are divine. And as I'm saying God as not a religious God, but one of the... Um, definitions I love, a grand organized design of this wild, crazy, cosmic existence, like always changing and shifting. That's the God that I love to make love with. That's a very, that's very beautifully said. Mm. Um, I received some questions from my followers and I would love to go into them because I think those questions have a lot of val like value for every single listener out there. And one question was that different steps to actually reconnect to your sexual creative energy mm. right I think we were talking about that we kind of like disconnected or we are fully in but we're not aware of it mm -hmm. so are there steps how you can actually you know cultivate your sexual creative energy well when I hear sexual creative energy a, a great practice can be is really exploring the realms of, of self-pleasure. So when I s really started to play in with this, like self-pleasure from the place, again, not trying to have an orgasm, mm -hmm. but let your like orgasmic nature start to cultivate. And you can like, and I would do this sometimes when I started getting these practices, I would like be self-pleasuring and touching my whole body and touching my, my, my cock or mm -hmm. Sanskrit word for cock is lingam. And 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 then I would just be sitting there with like a big heart on and then I would like go to my writing and I would just be there and I'd be feeling all this like ah, and then I'm like, all right, how does this want to be channeled through That's into my writing? Wow. So you're rising your sexual energy and it's I mean, you can do this with with a partner. It's a little bit shifting with that. You can do it more in unspoken word. But if you're doing a self-pleasure practice for yourself, letting all that energy rise and then maybe you want to channel it towards you know deeper meditation maybe you want to channel it towards you know making dinner or maybe you want to channel it wow. towards like you know the book that you're writing but all of that energy and this is really the art and the gift of sublimation is that we're going and we're feeling that energy moving and pulsing and circulating through the whole body I, I remember when I first like started the practice of, of non-ejaculation and my thought was like well next time I do like you know a release it's gonna be like gallons right <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure but what what it was was like I I was beginning to learn how to sublimate energy <clears throat> and literally that semen gets transmuted mm. and transformed to healing capacity for the body to creative capacity through the body come back alive into our fullness yeah like I definitely agree with that I also made some experiences with that to like non-ejaculation and and it's interesting because there's an energy like I don't know what it is like you know there's something with it that that kind of like like you said and it's very interesting to hear that you can actually you know focus that and that you can actually you can actually bring it together and then to maybe even produce something mm. because I think a lot of people what a lot of people don't know like you said at the beginning this is like life and that like our semen our 
the semen of a man can create life. You know what I mean? It needs a woman, but there's so much energy within. And I was reading a lot of bo- books of s- cultivating sexual male energy and stuff like that. And and the interesting thing is to actually see that if there's an energy, you can kind of like raise it and then you can focus it mm. and you can use it for your own benefit. Mm-hmm. Like becoming creative, putting things, you know, like whatever it is. Mm. And I think that's a very interesting point to see it because a lot of people are like, why should I not ejaculate or mm. whatever, you know what I mean? But then to actually see the real benefits of it, you know, um, I think that's a very beautiful point. Um, a very Im- important thing, a very big topic is body shame, right? Mm. Or shame at all. And, and one of my followers, she asked, um, how does body shame affect the energy centers in your body? Mm. Like, you know yeah so body shame is normally coming from a functional place of i'm not good the way i am mm. i'm 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 not good i'm intrinsically broken and something's wrong with me so the way that that you slowly correct that and you know i do this practice with with um people going through sessions and whatnot is like to stand in front of a mirror and and this could be the most uncomfortable awkward place especially if you feel like you're a little fat or maybe you feel like you're whatever it is because you know you are, we we're, we relate our body to what we see in movies mm. what we see mm. on tv and it's like these beautiful buff bodies and we think anything less than that and somehow we're broken something's wrong with us so when we have that awareness that we think something's wrong with us we're sending that energy into our body and then we're, we're we're not like functioning at a high frequency of what our true capacity is so when we can like fall back in love with our body as who we are and we're vibrating that love into into the world like everything changes I, i'm reminded I, I can't remember the name of the movie but there's this movie I saw many years ago and it's like this pretty large like fatter woman and I think she gets hit over the head or something or something like that ah yeah and and all of a sudden something changes where she looks at herself in the mirror and she sees this like beautiful sexy goddess so but she's still the same kind of fat uh, like you know overweight woman but the way that she meets people is coming from the place of I'm this gorgeous goddess like the way she communicates and people are like wow like you have so you just love your body so much and it's like shocking because we're in a culture in a society where it's almost like people should be shameful of their body if it's not like yeah. perfectly toned and whatnot and th- how that affects our energy centers is like if if we're not loving this vessel that our, our soul is within then our capacity to move energy from our base to our crown to show up for our purpose, for our love, for our, you know, everything within us, it, it diminishes because we're not in love with, with who we truly are. So it's falling back in love with, with the essence of our existence, the essence of who we are. And you can do that. Like, if you're listening now, like, take your hand and go, Mwah, 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 love me. Mwah. Ah. it's so funny I think I think a lot of people would have a struggle with you know what I mean yeah. like to it's just like I think it's so controversial in, in their mind like like yeah 
it's 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 nothing why should i do that right uh-huh. but like seeing you like there's there's a specific energy to it mm. you know what i mean mm. it because it's like there's this part within us that almost like we're supposed to suffer <laughs> yeah it's almost like we're supposed to not feel good about ourselves so that way we can go buy the next thing to make ourselves feel good about ourselves because all we're getting you know wh- what's really been interesting uh, uh, with this whole corona thing is like seeing all of the stuff that really the media feeds people and one of the biggest thing the media feeds people is how we're supposed to look and it's crazy right? and so like we're, we're constantly comparing ourselves in movies in media to all these different things because we think we're supposed to be someone other than who we are yeah. like the greatest gift you could give yourself is waking up every morning and falling in love with who you are that's a very important point i think mm. yeah that's that's so important and a, a lot of people struggle mm. to do that um so like i said i'm in a long distance relationship ray um and i'm pretty sure there are also like some listeners who are maybe like separated from their partner because they're not able to travel and they're facing some challenges right Mm -hmm. especially when the only thing you have is your phone or your your laptop the only place of communication right like what kind of advice do you have or do you have a tip for people you know just to especially you're not physically together so there's no sexual interaction right to kind of like bring some light bring some fire Mm. into that kind of part in a long distance relationship which is mostly based on pure communication Mm -hmm. you know well i mean one you can do you know sexy video chats that's Mm. always fun um and two like you know there's going to be a time when you come back together like i, I i've been in a not a, you know not in this coronavirus situation i'm very grateful to be with my sweetheart but like there's a beautiful perfection to time apart that i think you know people don't necessarily always appreciate when they're together because what often happens when people are apart and then they come back together for like a week or a couple weeks they're in this honeymoon and then they start like like taking for granted the time they're having together so it's just like this back and forth Mm -hmm. place that's there so you know finding new ways to be creative for expressing like your love for expressing your 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 desires like listing out and writing you know wild romantic poetry about all the things you want to do to her and really like letting your body not just in the mind but letting your body like really Mm. oh like feeling that like completely going because you know and i've noticed this even you know doing a lot more like zoom online sessions and festivals and conferences and all the things that in the last you know month or two it's you know there is a difference when not being in physical person but energy goes Mm. through everything it goes through the technology and we have phenomenal technology right now and phenomenal technology to 
to bring ourselves together in a way that's never happened before in humanity. So we're able to have these long-distance relationships and still feel quite deeply connected and, and, you know, notice the places where complacency wants to set in. And that happens whether you're long-distance or it happens in person. And complacency is the, you know, is what kills. It, mm. it, it kills polarity. It kills the chemistry because we start to take for granted the, the you know, the beauty and the gift of, of you know, the, the partner that's, that's either on the video or sitting before us each day. You know, it's been really healthy for my nervous system to be in this relationship with Raven because one of her, like, ways that she shows affection is just constantly sharing her gratitude and appreciation mm. and her love and it's just like that it's so soothing for me and and it's like i love being around that energy and whether you're in person or not like telling your partner all the things that you love about them is so d so deeply supportive yeah mm. like yeah that's that's it's very interesting that you bring that up because me and my girlfriend we actually introduce like a practice so what we do every time we hang up on the phone and go to bed because of time difference like I go to bed way earlier than her but we like every single day we tell ourselves like two things we are really grateful for mm. you know and it can be something mm. so simple you know that she was saying a specific thing but then on some days it's something deeper or whatever and I don't know like it's it's such a beautiful reminder before you go to bed to actually think about the person you know you love the most and then you just think about that and you just it just brings up a very nice feeling you know what i mean mm -hmm. to end the day like that mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. a very good reminder of why you're together why mm -hmm. you're in love with that person yeah right? yeah absolutely um i believe the conversation we had was like insane and i think it brings a lot of clarity especially towards the topic of tantra mm. um is there something like a last sentence like you would love to share with the listeners before we we end this interview yeah i would say you know learning and remembering to fall in love with yourself every day uh, that means falling in love with all parts of you the shameful parts the angry parts the sad parts all of that because it's all divine mm. it's all part of this grand organized design of perfection and if you can't laugh about something then you're probably still stuck in the story of it <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely a good point, that's definitely a good point. aaron um i want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart i mm. really appreciate your time and the wisdom and knowledge and experience you shared with me and everyone who's listening um even for me personally like everything you said was constant reminder and even like a, a new kind of perspective on s on new things which which will definitely benefit the relationship with myself and also the relationship with my partner because just by talking to you and talking about all those topics I can see that there's still some things I take way too serious you know mm. and I just want to say thank you and for being on the show it was a real pleasure and just for all the listeners out there um Aaron and I we're going to have a talk right now and then all kind of recommendation he gives and 
his workshops and his online courses and everything is going to be down in the descriptions below that you can check him out like on social media on his website his blog whatever and I will also link his and his beloved um, Tantra school that you can actually like look into it and that you can maybe even like do something by yourself or with your partner together um, Aaron Thank you so much mm. for being on the show. Thank it was you, brother. a very beautiful experience. Mm. And I hope I have you again. Mm. It was a pleasure. <laughs> so a joy, bro. To all the listeners, thank you for listening. And 